0: Hey, thank you so much for uh, tuning into this Man of House Youth moment. I'm going to ask you uh, to turn to First Timothy chapter six. First Timothy chapter six. I just want to share a word with you uh, today. And uh, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, I'm going to ask you to uh, leave us a review. Maybe share this with a couple friends. Make it really easy to find. Uh, this might be the new context that we're in for a season. And um, I just want to thank you for being patient with us. Um, and leaning into what, whatever we've come out with. We have an amazing group of leaders, pastors, dream teamers, students, uh, group leaders, and uh, we're learning at a fast pace, and I'm super excited. My, my name is Trent, and I serve on the youth team, and I'm kind of like the virtual assistant of all of the youth pastors, and uh, it's, it's one of the best jobs in the world. Uh, they're, they're more friends than they are anything else, and I love them with all my heart, but um, I, I, I've been thinking about... This year. I've been thinking about 2021 as well and what God is saying to us and what God is, is gonna do. And I, I just began to think about 2020 and and if I'm being honest, 20 2020 felt like an ambush. 2020 seemed like we were just moving along. We Maddie and, and we were we were getting ready to have uh, our, our first-born child, Mateo, and uh, we I had just gotten in a new position at the church and I, I was getting ready to serve with my friends and and reach students and we were planning camps and conferences and all this kind of stuff. And, and then it seems like there was this thing going on in China, people were getting sick, and then a couple people in Seattle get sick, thanks Seattle, and then we're just like going like, what is happening? And all of a sudden we're having a meeting and work from home and don't go to work and wear masks and standing in Costco at 4 a.m. in the morning to get toilet paper. And like, I mean, it's it was crazy. It's been crazy. It felt like we were being ambushed. And then and then everything happened around the world. And then here in America, just the racism begin to be revealed at the depth of it and the ache of it and the pain of it. and the political unrest and the division and the how potent bitterness was and how potent frustration and anger was and and if and we, we all live in 2020 so I don't I don't need to go into it that much but if if you and I are being honest, 2020 felt like an ambush. It felt like from every angle we were being attacked from every angle. We were being fired out with new data, new information, new drama, new bad news, new negativity. It was just seemed like every month or every couple of weeks something happened. And then, and then, 2020 got personal. People that we loved began to get sick and lose their jobs, and it just got personal. We we were ambushed. We were ambushed. And and I I, I was listening to. I was listening to a podcast, and it was a military podcast, and um, this guy was interviewing a Vietnam uh, veteran, a Vietnam vet. He said, he was talking a story about how he was ambushed, and he asked me, he said, how'd you get out of the ambush? He said, well, when we were trained on ambushes, we, we, we were told that if you just sit there, you'll be destroyed. If you're being attacked from every angle and there's constant bombardment, constant coming at you. He says, the only way out of an ambush is to pick two to three targets and focus all of your firepower, all of your energy and all of your urgency and all of your tactics on those two to three targets. And. A couple months ago, I took I just took some time just to think about you, think about our students that have gone through a horrible year, horrible year. I I, I could argue that twenty twenty was worse for students than any other age group, and and I my heart goes out to them and uh, just your, your your high school and middle school year should be some of the funnest years, and people were like oh it's like summer this wasn't you don't lose your your parents don't get divorced. In summer, your parents lose their job. In the summer, you go on vacation. In the summer, you, you 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 have fun. In the summer, you get to go to movies. You get to go shopping. You get to go to the coast. You get to do these things, but you didn't. No one got to do these things, and so my heart goes out. And I just I just was thinking about the journey our students have been on, the journey our church has been on, the journey we've been on as youth pastors, and and I, I've been put in this place to help shape and kind of move us and i just felt like we were bombarded we were ambushed and and two two to three months ago i just took a step back and i just felt like the holy spirit pressed on me and said the 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 enemy showed his hand the enemy showed his hand he revealed what i was trying to do but the enemy's always trying to work in the opposite the enemy's always trying to work opposite against what Jesus and God are trying to do in our life. And the three areas that I felt like he attacked the hardest, did he create COVID? We don't know. I'm not theological enough as far to know. I, I don't know if Satan invented COVID-19. I don't know if God, I know for a fact God didn't invent COVID-19, but he might use it to get my attention. But I've I, 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 I I've come to this space there's three targets we've been ambushed and I felt like the Holy Spirit say build a foundation of what it means to follow me the three areas that the enemy hit hardest the most because I was trying to build the most in these students was their faith their family and their forever the days to come and so if we've been ambushed, if we've been bombarded with information, drama, negative, toxic, I'm picking three targets. And there are so many targets that, that, that. I wanted to, to go after. I wanted to go after relationship, connection, community. I wanted to go after stress, anxiety, depression, suicide. I wanted to go after mental issues, stress issues. I wanted to go after racism. I wanted to teach students what their role is supposed to be when it comes to government and voting. Like, and There's all these places and all these things. I want, and, and it's like I was standing in front of this whack-a-mole station. Like, hit that problem, hit that problem, hit that problem. And the Holy Spirit said, you would stop playing whack-a-mole and start thinking domino effect. He said, if you get these three in place, these three faith, family, forever, emotions, relationships, connection, community, racism, unity, our role in government, what we're supposed to do as a nation, as a people, as students, all those things will fall into place. But he said, you have to come back to the core of what it means to follow Jesus. And at the core of following Jesus, you find faith you find family and you find forever. When you're in the presence of faith and family, you're in the presence of forever. And when you're in the presence of family and forever, you're living in faith. And when you're in the presence of forever and faith, it produces family. We need all three. It's like a three-legged stool. It's if, if we don't have, if we just have faith, we'll be out of balance. If we just have family but no faith, We'll be out of balance. And if we're just future people, we'll be out of balance. And so I, I, I felt like God's giving me permission to give you, the Man of House Youth student, the Man of House Youth dream teamer, Man of House Youth youth pastor, visitor a guest if you're watching from somewhere and you're not from here welcome thank you if you're watching this you're not a jesus follower i'm pumped that you're here that you're taking the time to listen to us we're having a family conversation this is a conversation you know how speakers say hey we're having a conversation you know, you get to talk it's not a conversation It just is what it is but we're having a moment where we're setting in motion 2021 2020 was an ambush and we're, we're pulling in all of our resources and all of our wisdom. And we've realigned our youth ministry. And we're, we're going to begin to execute three targets. We've picked three targets for 2021 that we are going to go after. And it's the target of faith, the target of family, and the target of forever. That's what we're going after. And I, I, I'm giving you permission to fight. I'm giving you permission to fight for your faith. I'm giving you permission to fight for your family. And I'm giving you permission to fight for your forever. Everyone loves a good fight. This is going to be a good fight. This is going to be a good year. Everyone loves a good fight. All right, I, uh... I've been in one fight in my life. One fight. It's probably because I'm a really tall guy. People that like to pick fights with big dudes, I guess. And, uh... But I was, I've been in one fight, you know, I've been in one, and and your boy had to represent, just so you know, you're, you're, I I gotta, someone comes walking up on my block, your boy Trent is gonna represent. So this fight was between me, me and my sister. Uh, She, she knew, my sister, you guys may may not know her her name's Raeanne. Uh, she, she is a psychological fighter, okay? She's not gonna like punch you in the face. What she'll do is she will drop a time bomb in the back of your head that in like a week from now it's gonna explode and you're gonna be just defeated. You're gonna be like, I can't believe she said that. And it's just, it's just gonna wreck your world. That's my sister, okay? She just knows how to, how to get me there, you know? So I was raised to not hit girls, okay? I was raised to not hit girls. And uh, I, I just, I just believe, I just believe mentoring girls. So, I, uh, I'm in this moment. My mom can attest to this. She tells me about this to this day. We laugh about it. My sister picks a fight with me, and my sister is right here. She is right here, and I can feel her breath on my ear as she is screaming at the top of her lungs i'm like seven six years old and i know i know if i retaliate i get dad right dad's gonna come in and he's gonna beat me not like oh time out like he's gonna beat me and like he's gonna beat me so um i i i'm looking at my mom and she is my sister is going for it i can feel her breath and there and I can it feels like my brain is pulsating to her words. Like you know how a sub or a bass kind of like shakes you? My brain is pulsing to her yells, and I just feel this energy from like the inside of my body. It's probably what anger is. I'm probably going to therapy right now. And and this energy just came up, and I just hit my sister. Now that was the fight, it was over at that point. So that's the most intense fight I've ever been in my life. Don't judge me. My, my mom says, Trent, go to your room and don't come out to your and So I knew I was dead meat. I knew, man, I'm stacking phone books in my pants. I'm wearing like 10 pairs of underwear. Y'all don't know. You kids that get time out and your phone taken away, you don't even know. Like there's, there's tricks and tactics with like, so shut up. So my mom is like, go to your room. Blah blah blah, you know, and, and we, we laugh about to this day. My mom brought it up, you know, a couple years ago. She's like, Do you remember that? I was like, oh, of course I remember that. How my soul, my sister marked me. Like she like I got issues now. So I I as she said I watched you make the decision that you were gonna engage with 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 hitting her. <laughs> and and I was like, I was like, yeah, I, I vividly remember the feeling the emotion and and I remember hitting hitting my sister. I I I I want to let you know and my prayer is that in this season that you take an assessment of your life and an assessment of your situation and something in you gets unsettled. I'm not saying a spirit of anger but I will take a spirit of zeal. I will take pure passion and pure Ownership and responsibility for your own faith your own family and your own forever that you engage that you begin to do something and I just think that's what we're supposed to do first Timothy first Timothy I want to read this uh, and and then I just want to share just a few thoughts that I want to drop two big ideas on you and then and then we're done. But I want us to engage in a fight for our faith. I want you to begin to engage with a fight for your family. I want you to begin to engage with a fight for your forever. And I want to, I just kind of want to dive into those really quick. So this is Paul talking to Timothy and, and Paul's an amazing guy. Uh, He has his own journey, and he's given him pure wisdom right here. He's given him uh, gold, and I just want to take some of that ancient gold and activate it in our world and in our following of Jesus. The same way Paul is shaping Timothy, mentoring Timothy, I want to use that same tactics to shape and 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 mold us as a youth ministry um, for this next season. So this is what he says: First Timothy, chapter six, verse twelve. He says, "Fight." the good fight of faith fight the good fight of faith lay hold on eternal life to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses verse 14 that you keep this commandment without spot blameless until the lord jesus christ appearing which he will manifest in his own time. I just want to you to know this isn't like an end of the world message. There's plenty of people preaching that right now. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. So I, let's. He says, "Fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith." He says the word "fight" two times. Fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight. Of faith. The first fight, that word, if you look at that word, he's that word means to enter into. It means to enter into this space of fight. It means to enter into engagement. It means to make the decision to lean into this fight. The second fight, so it says the first fight, fight the good fight. First fight means to enter into it. The second fight means that inner conflict, that tension, that that. Combativeness. So it's enter into this combativeness. Well, what's faith? It says fight the good fight of, so enter into, begin to wrestle with faith. Well, what's faith? Faith is an unseen thing. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. Let me try and explain this as simple as I can. Uh, before you and I were holding iPhones, like there 's an iPhone recording this right now, before we were using laptops apple Apple laptops, Macs, and stuff i 'm um, not an idiot, i know it 's a Mac, but I, 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 they were visible before they were in our hand, they were in the head of Steve Jobs. He could see them he could he could he could see how they would work. He could see how how it would improve people's life. It's it was there was evidence of it in here. There also can, can I just say something? This might be a little bit inappropriate, but you were unseen at one point. Okay, like uh, let's just move. Uh, let me say it this way: there was a seed that walked across the room and met an egg. And you came out. You started in the unseen. I actually believe that you started on the heart of God before your parents. You know, uh, you were on the heart of God. You were on the mind of God. God has faith. There were there things on the heart of God. He hasn't revealed yet. He hasn't let out yet. But faith is seeing something before it's visible. Faith is, is, is having something inside of you, a dream, a picture, a vision, a product, something that can revolutionize the world, or just your following a Jesus, it's unseen. So what is fight the good fight of faith? Fight the good fight of faith means I'm going to enter into and have tension with the inner place that I know God is speaking the inner place that He's given me visions and dreams. 2020 took that away. 2020 took away my ability to dream. 2020 took away my ability to see the picture God gave me. 2020 took away my ability to be happy with where I was because I didn't have faith for where I was anymore. Contentment went out the window, and I begin to worry and I begin to stress. 2020 took the practice of entering into and wrestling with what God gave me because everything went into a panic mode. we were amber. The superpower of the church is taking unseen things and making them visible. The superpower of the believer is seeing something on the inside and fighting for it so that it happens on the outside. So what makes the unseen seen is is the fight. If you ask Steve Jobs, what what was the process of an iPhone in your brain to an iPhone in my hand? He said it was a fight. I, I sketched it up a thousand times on paper and threw them all the way. I had to meet with technicians, and I had to meet with marketers and product designers, and I had to meet with engineers, and I had to meet with people from other nations and countries, and I spent millions of dollars just to come up with one product, and it was a fight, and I had to expend myself. I had to put skin in the game, and, I had to, and people called me crazy, and people said I was nuts for doing this, but, I, but as soon as it was in their hand, as soon as it was in their hand, they saw what I saw. They saw what I saw. And we as a people, we as Jesus followers, have to get back to that place where we see on the inside. Where we see on the inside our battle is not against flesh and blood. It's against principalities and power. It's the inside space. The enemy's gotten on the inside in 2020. I'm just here to let you know that on the inside of your heart, on the inside of your mind, your picture maker, your, your dreamer machine, your imagination machine, your vision machine, your planning machine was crushed. Somebody came into the factory of your faith and began to just mess everything up. I want you to have the boldness to go back into your faith and dream Again, God, what are you saying? What are you speaking? This is a ripe environment. This is the perfect environment. I don't know why I'm yelling so much. Probably because I haven't preached in like a year. This is the perfect environment to ask God for a picture that will bring change and set people free. You can't ask for a better time. No one knows what to do. Cat's out of the bag, businesses don't know what to do. Government doesn't know what to do. Universities don't know what to do. Churches don't know what to do. Pastors who've been doing this for 50 years don't know (repeated) what to do. Pastors who've been doing this for five years don't know what to do. No one, no one's the expert. Social media experts don't know what to do. Teachers don't know what to do. The nursing and medical field doesn't know what to do. No one knows what to do. This is the perfect opportunity For a believer to go, I see something. God gave me a picture. What's coming to my mind right now is when David walks up to the scene of Goliath and the armies are just cowering, trying to figure out what's the next step? What are we going to do? It's like 2020 is this Goliath. And David walks in because he's got an inner picture of what he can do. He's got an inner picture of what God's spoken to him and his purpose And so he walks in and he sees something different and goes, This is an opportunity. Fight for your faith. Fight for the practice, your practice, your skill set of fighting the good fight. Enter into this space. This space. Go, God, what are you saying? What are you doing? No attachments don't attach your, your your preferences don't attach your comfort level just let god give you a picture and then fight fight for your faith the picture that god gave you fight for it fight for it we've been we've been deflated as a people. We've been deflated. As a community. We've been deflated as a world. There were cultures. 2020 was hard for everybody. There was no one that got out. of 2020. That got a, a get out of jail free card. Rich. Poor. Black. White. We all had a rough. No one had it easy. Single, married, young, old, educated, uneducated, job, no job. No one got a free pass. 2020 was an ambush. It was an ambush on your faith. Once again, I'm not smart enough to diagnose it and say, this is, this is, what, this is what the enemy did. I just, I'm not that smart. I, I know for a fact God didn't create this virus because he doesn't do that. He doesn't do that. I, I want something in you. My prayer is that as a youth ministry and as a church, something in you Begins to lift. Begins to lift and rise up and go, I'm in. I'm engaging in this. If, if Jesus didn't do what he did, we couldn't do this. If Jesus didn't come back from the grave and seal his work, we would have nothing to stand on. But because he did, we can Faith, we have to fight for it. What the process of the unseen becoming seen is the fight. Paul says, fight the good fight of faith. Enter into the tension, that inner place, that conflict of the picture God gave you. Is it possible? How is it possible? Why, God? What are you doing? Speak to me. Give me ideas, creativity, linking up, having other people talk about it. Fight for it. Fight for it. I was trained there's good ideas and there's God ideas. There's good ideas and there's God ideas. God has millions of ideas. Airbnb isn't a God idea. That's a good idea. Twitter isn't a God idea. That's a good idea. There's God ideas out there that will change people's lives. But it's gonna start on the inside of somebody where they see it here, in here. And everyone else, no one's gonna see it until it's in their hand. And then they're gonna go, wow. Fight the good fight of faith. He says, lay hold on eternal life to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. So we're fighting for our faith and now we're fighting for our family. Everyone loves a good fight. Our family was attacked. Your family was attacked, my family was attacked. My spiritual, my community, manor house was attacked. I remember telling somebody, I said, I feel like I'm watching my like little nephew get beat up and I just I can't do nothing about it. Like they're just taken. Hit after hit and there's nothing i can do about it like i just have to watch and see how they respond because there's so many variables outside of my control I fight the good fight the confession the confession he says lay hold of your confession what's he talking about that confession is very simple it's the confession of i'm a jesus follower i'm a jesus follower that's what he's saying he's saying so we're going to fight the good fight and we're going to lay hold of our confession Meaning that element in me, that decision I made to go, I am a Jesus follower first. I'm going to lay hold of that. How do we get our family back? By being Jesus followers first. Let me tell you what happened this year. And it's, it's tragic. It's tragic. You know, things begin to change. Masks, toilet paper. Uh, six feet uh, stay inside Um, yeah those things and some people responded in different ways church members got mad at pastors for not doing what the church members wanted pastors got mad at members for not doing what the pastors thought they should do It was better for them there was just so much there was so much I don't even want to say this, but I know that I should. Like, my heart, you know, my my heart goes out to all those staff kids, those leaders' kids, and those pastors' kids who heard their parents talk about members. Well, that person, man, if they can go to Costco, they can come to church. And then whatever you said about them, now that, that, I'm, that kid, that child now has a, a bias implanted from their parent, who's a pastor. And now you just put that information in the brain of a 13-year-old kid who's already trying to figure it out. Now he knows when so-and-so walks in the building four months from now. Oh, those are the people. This, you know who else my heart goes out for? those kids who are just trying to figure out how to follow Jesus. Those kids that were just like, all they had was the building. Everybody that's in church right now, I'm gonna say 90% of them, at least in America, had an encounter with Jesus in a building. So it's a preference to them. It helps them. It's separate from their home, their job, their city. They walk into a church space. It's an environment. It's an atmosphere. And it just helps them connect. You take that away from a young believer. You take that away from a 14-year-old kid whose parents are getting divorced. And he just committed to follow Jesus at our youth conference. And then we shut down our youth ministry. And like we're going to Instagram. Two months later, he's, the context in which he was connecting and growing was erased. And then his friends that do go to church are talking about the church in a way that it's not growing his faith. There's all these petty issues. out to those who have been just trying to figure out how to follow Jesus. I'm praying to God there was enough fuel in their tank to not give up. Enough wisdom and insight to go the church is figuring it out. I don't know if a new believer would think that way, but we as a church, we have to get it together. We have to get it together. I'm doing my best, I'm losing sleep at night, to go, how do you pastor a student in a digital age? They say crisis is an accelerator, it's accelerated us, it's moved us forward so many years. Yeah, I still feel behind. How am I supposed to come up with something that engages a student on a spiritual and psychological level through a screen? I'm Wrestling. And if I begin to paint and blame and, and get frustrated at people and blame people for not doing how it was supposed to be done or blame people for not going along with my church thing, I don't think that's the right way we should do this as leaders. And I've had the privilege this season to not... Necessarily be a pastor on staff. There were some Sundays where I was like, not going. I'm just being honest, and I might get fired for this. I mean. But I was like, not going. Gone to church every service my whole life, and thought, I don't, I'm not going to go. And I kind of got a window into what it's like to be a church attender, a church member. And if I'm being honest, we we as church leaders have work to do, but as a church member, when I put on the church member hat, I should have fought harder for my church. I should have fought harder for my pastor, realizing that there's no school for this, there's no, there's no training for how to run a nonprofit church in this kind of environment, Um, but I didn't, I should have. Our family was attacked, all these things were put in place, masks six feet, toilet paper, spacing, gathering, sick, meet on Zoom, and I just remember people begin to judge how other people navigated this season. And people begin to belittle other people because they were making the same decisions. So let me, let me tell you what happened. Now we begin, to, we begin to judge other people because they were responding to the mask rule. weren't coming to church, where they weren't going out in public, they were responding the way we were. So we begin to judge them and develop a bias. It goes both ways. The mask wearers, the anti-masker. The toilet paper people don't be toilet paper people. The I'm going out in public, I'm not going out. Like we all judged each other. The family was attacked and so since we developed the bias, well I feel guilty about my bias now, I I shouldn't have a bias. I shouldn't judge my friends that I go to church with. So now when I do see them at church in, in the fall of 2020, instead of wondering about their health or their, their children or how this year has been, I now have a sense of guilt. So now I turn to my phone and I become a private investigator to look at more decisions they're making to justify my guilt of being biased. Instead of just walking across the room and having a family conversation. Listen, man, I've been seeing your posts and you hate masks. And I know I've been wearing masks. And I know that we've talked to each other. And I know that as soon as you got in the car, you begin to talk about my maskness. Because I talked about your anti-maskness. And I just, I think we just, we've been attacked. This link, this connection, this relationship has been ambushed.